Earlier this spring, I participated in a show called Beethoven and the Killer Bees, produced by a company called In the Realm of Senses, and it was a combination of biography, Beethoven, rock and roll, sense, and I still don't quite know what the event was. But I'm here in conversation now with the artistic director of In the Realm of Senses, Jeff Yang, and board member Cassandra Rose, and they are going to help me understand what the hell did we do, Jeff? Um, I'm not quite sure myself. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 868, Beethoven's Killer Bees. Yes, it was the beginning of a new era. My time was short. And I still had so much to express. This is what we must do, yes? When the going gets tough, the tough get composing. But my ninth symphony was so difficult, I finally used a Schiller poem as inspiration for the final movement. To my silent world, I brought sound. To my angry world, I brought joy. I brought light to the dark, beauty to an ugly world, and filled my brief allotted time with timelessness. Beethoven might have written. That was Jeff Yang on violin, Josh Lava as young Beethoven on the piano, me speaking as old Beethoven, and Molly Callanan, Kim Sharnopas, and Cheryl Wilson as Beethoven's Killer Bees in Beethoven and the Killer Bees, produced by In the Realm of Senses last April and having an encore performance by popular demand this August 10th, 2023 at the Epiphany Center for the Arts here in Chicago. 
part concert, part spoken word biography, part art installation. The show is a one-of-a-kind theatrical happening and typical of the kinds of events Jeff Yang's company in the realm of senses produces several times a year. I was thrilled to help create Beethoven and the Killer Bees and grateful to be doing it again in two weeks. And Jeff Yang began our conversation by talking about how Beethoven and the Killer Bees came to, you'll pardon the expression, be. This is kind of like a weird idea I had when I... um, I love Saturday Night Live, and I was a big Belushi fan. I remember seeing his Beethoven skits where he was a young Beethoven writing these songs, and it accidentally goes into the Supremes, or goes, and he started writing Ray Charles songs, and he started performing them um, live as Beethoven. So I thought, wouldn't that be cool to do something like that, you know, but with modern songs, with more, more uh, classic rock songs, or... And uh, so when I started this project uh, in the realm of senses, I started it because I met some perfumers that can create original scents. And I, when I talked to several uh, New York perfumers, French perfumers, uh, German perfumers, they started saying, yeah, we're, we're, we want to do this. So they started creating scents for uh, pictures at exhibition. Uh, for Zorsky? Zorsky's piece, different movements. I had, had them do different things with a, a different piece by Ravel, Mozart, um, the Beatles. So when we were able to do all these things, I thought this is the time we can do Belushi's old SNL skits and bring back the killer bees from the first season of SNL, um, be kind of like a absurd comedy um, with with great musicians because I'm a musician and I know all the best musicians in Chicago and we can bring these songs to life with sense, with uh, great music and also with uh, great visual projections, uh, projection map. That's uh, right. That's right. The, uh, uh, even when we had rehearsals, I would go home and tell my wife, I still don't know what this thing is going to be, but I know that the music is going to be amazing which it was. And and it wasn't until really the tech rehearsal and then the event itself that the senses began, the, the, the sense began, began to come in. And is it would be it would be a reduction, a, a diminishment to call all the wafting of the sense smell rama right? Uh, they call it scent sculptures. Scent scent sculptures. That's so much classier than smell rama <laughs> Um, <laughs> so tell me, you're a musician. You're a, is it fair to call you a classical musician or you're just a musician who plays all sorts classical of... I'm a trained musician, but I play with a lot of different bands. I was a member of Mannheim Steamroller for about 10 years and oh. I play with a blues, blues classical, you know, group called uh, Chamber Blues. Uh-huh. Quirky Sequel, that he was part of, he's a, cla- uh, he's a harmonica player that wrote for string quartet and tablas and himself, so... So I kind of I did a lot of crossover and play with a lot of different bands and artists when they come to Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a classically trained musician. Jeff is brilliant. <laughs> and there we have it. Now, th- thank you for ch- chiming in, Cassandra, uh, and explaining. So can you, as a new board member, are you able to articulate what In the Realm of Senses is? I think that, most importantly, um, In the Realm of Senses is about the senses. Mm. So let's take every art form and let's see how it can impact the way that we intake from our external environment. Oh, very cool. So I feel that really honing in on the senses 
in the forefront is what makes us unique mm. and is the why as to why come see us. Yeah. Why participate? Right. You know? Um, why leave your house after a pandemic? Yeah, why? Right, right. So the culinary aspect becomes a key role in what makes us unique mm. because what, you know, completely aggressively attacks our senses any more than what we eat. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, sip on as well. But, but yes, yeah, so, so really the senses is um, a very unique and clever thought that Jeff had initially yeah. for his own passions. Right. Um, to really kind of bring in as an art form and really be what, you know, makes us stand out. Yeah. And it, well, and it's what I love about theater generally is theater is all the art forms. And it is theatrical. And there's a mixture of tones that I think we only, we only began to figure out on the night of the performance. Right. Once we saw what we had, we saw that there were some laughs, there were some poignant moments. I I played, I played. I guess the ghost of Beethoven. I played old Beethoven, which I don't have to act anymore. The old part. Um, a younger man named Josh Lava played young uh, Beethoven while playing, while literally playing the piano as Beethoven. And then there were three vocalists and three other musicians. It was what you say on the tin. It was the full realm of senses that you put together. And is that, is this, is that what you thought it was going to be, Jeff? Or were you similarly ignorant what, about what it was going to be? That was actually pretty close to what I expected. It actually turned out better than I, in execution, because the execution is always very hard with sense oh, to make right. it come to everybody. And I decided to eliminate the, the taste aspect for this particular show, because originally I was going to pair some wines that Beethoven would have drank, uh, you know, the bon from Bonn, Germany, and uh, serve it in a lead cup or something like that. <laughs> I was going to mention that because initially, with you asking me, what is the realm of senses? Well, yeah. that's what that is, you know. And then, as far as what happened on that stage, that's another conversation, right? So, what happened? Yes, and you were there, so you can tell us what happened. Yes, I can. That night on that stage for the Killer Bees. And what happened there was, um, I think, really. Um, where you have someone who comes up with a, a, a thought and wants to really see it come to life, I think for Jeff, that is something that is um, something that he just owed to himself, you know? Everything about what the Beethoven and the Killer Bees was. And, and yes, of course, we're, we're having this immersive show. So, you know, really every part of what, oh yeah, I went to go see the show and people were singing and they were acting and they were speaking lovely and it was nice. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, why am I smelling exactly what I need to be smelling? Am I there? Yeah. Is something more than I'm, am I, am I tripping? <laughs> What's going on? Right. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think, you know, in the, in the this conversation is really more about Jeff. Yeah. Uh, that's what I feel. I feel that for this particular show and what he put together is more about something that was near and dear to his heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, his opening segment explains how, you know, what SNL and, and Belushi meant to him. Um, and so I think that it's a really great larger scale yeah. piece of work yeah. in the beginnings of this nonprofit for Jeff to really put something that's close to him at the forefront in which case he did. Yeah, well, yeah, and it was a, it was it was a challenge because 
I came on board because you wanted me to help write what the, the, all the, st the words that Beethoven would be saying, but I didn't quite understand. It took me, it took me until the night of the performance, really, to understand what, what the event was going to be and what the tone, and what the tone could be. And that, that's the challenge of something like this, because when I started this project, I wanted to be integrative and, and combining all different artists of different backgrounds, of different genres, modes. So when I asked you to write the script, for, for the show, it was going to be collaborative. I wanted you to get put something of yourself in it, and I see what you'd create, and I try to bring other elements that work with what you're doing. Yeah. So that's as true with all the scents. Um, we talk about you know different scents. Uh, the Beethoven will do some snuff, and we'll have the scent of snuff. Yeah. We'll do wine, then you'll have scent of wine, then he'll start doing cocaine, then you have a scent inspired by cocaine, and then opium, yeah. then then he starts hallucinating. Then we they say, oh, if we're going to hallucinate, we have to have some visuals. How am I going to do a yeah. set without actually building the set? And say, well, let's use visual projections, let's use projection mapping mm -hmm. with uh, Libby Passari, who's an amazing uh, visual artist and does a lot of innovative things with the Red Moon Theater, yeah. with, with the Seldom's uh, Dance Company, with Art Institute, and teaches at DePaul. So uh, we, we came up with the idea of using artificial intelligence to animate certain movements that John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd did in the Blues Brothers. Um, and we, uh, we use those and manipulate them and turn them into 18th century, 19th century paintings, statues. You know, uh, we did ABBA songs. We had 70s rock band in there. <laughs> we had space, you know. We went to space with a space oddity. Yeah. Um, and, and you pushed me to uh, add a lot of Shakespeare, which, ad which added this whole other level because I would not have done that on my own because that, that would feel... It felt to me, I, I don't know, it felt to me selfish to bring Shakespeare into it because that's what I do. But you encouraged me to, that's, that's I what I bring to the table. I was afraid it was going to be contrived. Yeah. So I, I had that idea in the beginning, but I thought, I'm just going to let you do it. If you, I said, I encouraged you, <laughs> if you want, go yes. ahead. But uh, you didn't. So, and, and, and I thought, well, there's space in here for the sense to come out. We need, we need to fill it in with something else. I said, well, and kind of take certain certain passages that, that make sense. And now we can ask Cassandra, because she was there. Did the Shakespeare work, or was it contrived? It was perfect. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what a good answer. This is Deb Height, and you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? This fall of 2023, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged and the ultimate Christmas show abridged around the country. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page, or our Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Jeff Yang, the artistic director of In the Realm of Senses, and new board member, Cassandra Rose. 
Cassandra, how did you become involved with In the Realm of Sense? So originally, I had met Jeff on a beautiful, glorious, meant-to-be star-crossed day. And, uh, you know, just staying in touch and, and continuing the conversation. And I was intrigued immediately because a lot of the work that I've done in my own small business has a lot to do with, you know, really captivating someone head-to-toe. Um, you know, and yes, I, I, I used food and wine as my vessel to do that. But it was very much about, you know, you come and you surrender your evening to me and you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And it was about what does, what does this room feel like? What does this smell, you know, coming off of this plate do for you? I would also do a lot of things with people um, for nostalgia because there would be these moments and once you can kind of trigger a memory... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it becomes unforgettable. And the way you connect to what's happening and and so things like that. So we spoke and it was absolutely meant to happen. (laughs) That's so cool. I mean, in the theater, we talk about the mise-en-scene. Is that that this holistic environment that that we're creating? And, And that's what it seems like in the realm of senses is so great at on every level, from a visual sense, from an uh, 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 what's the nose? A, a, no, a nasal? Olfactory. Olf- thank you. An olfactory sense, not a nasal sense. Um, uh, you know, for, in terms of words and music, sound and, and sense. And then it was, come see my show. So actually my first initial experience with anything that Jeff has created mm. was what you two did together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a great introduction. Yeah, and yeah. I knew it would be, again, like I said, the, something a little bit more on the larger scale, a bit more fully theatrical, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I was just so excited, couldn't, couldn't wait to get my eyes on it, and then all my other senses followed suit. And the, the performance was so successful, the Epiphany Center for the Arts has asked us to do, a, do it again a couple of times, so that seems like a really great sign. Not only the people who run the run the uh, venue, but the audience seemed to really dig what the event. Yeah, we're going to be back every three months uh, for the rest of the year at Epiphany Center for the Arts. And uh, so the, immediately the owner was like really excited about it. He said, this has to be brought out to the world. They have to do it again. People have to know about it. And uh, I know everybody in the cast was like, oh, this is... This is so much more than what we thought it would be because it's it's actually never been done before. And uh, <laughs> that's the thing; it was never been done before. So none of us knew exactly what we had until we did it. Uh, and I'm not used to that. Which is experiential <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah. Now, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So those involved are immersed. Yes. Yes. And you can't judge a thing until you see the thing, right? You can't appreciate the thing. And yeah. I don't blow smoke, but. Without you, it would have been very different. So the Shakespeare element, mm. the way you deliver, mm. the t- tone, mm. you know, your cadence, everything about your voice was very important to the way that it really delivered itself. That's very nice yeah, to hear. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You really set a you know ambiance for the whole how you were going to approach it. You know, when I when I heard you speak and. And the way you you approached the, your your script, I knew I, I had a feeling how that's going to work, and I I have to have young Beethoven kind of try to complement you in some ways and create a connection between 
the old and the young, even though you're two completely different people, yeah. you know, as, as a performance, I guess it doesn't really matter, but there has to be some some connection in, in, in not a sixth sense in a way, you know, that I try to bring everybody together and try to like use, uh, use sense as a form of memory or nostalgia. There are certain shows that we do have a specific scent right. when you come in and people have started smelling this when they smell like, oh, this is pictures at exhibition show just from the smell of it, you know, it's like people recognize it after twice. And uh, it's, it's just very interesting to, to play with smells and scents and, and uh, just approach the arts in a completely different way. It gives you a completely different dimension to your, your, your theater experience or your concert. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. For tickets to Beethoven and the Killer Bees on August 10th, 2023, go to epiphanyshy.com for more information. I really hope you can join us. Then send us your classical mashups via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. Or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or on our own actual website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or visit my website, TheShakespeareans.com. You can also follow Jeff Yang and In the Realm of Senses on Instagram at In the Realm of Senses. Thanks, as always, to syphilitic composer Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Basil Gucci, no reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Deb Height, who can be seen playing the real-world doctor opposite Ryan Gosling's clueless Ken in the global hit movie Barbie. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tischner, 868 2604ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and I'll leave you with the entire In the Realm of Senses ensemble performing Ode to Beethoven. I'm the release new Roma, gonna make some history. Yeah, you can sense a lovely set, but what it's made of is a mystery. I call it Ode to Beethoven, everyone can smell like me. Now it's a scent that is essential, that's what everyone thinks. And it's a time for celebrating, time for another round of drinks. Call it Ode to Beethoven and tell Tchaikovsky he stinks. Stinks! Go on, sniff it, smell it. Go grab your lover and then whisper, yell it. Go find another and make sure you tell it to all the people around. Call it Ode to Beethoven and dig this music and sound. Call it Ode to Beethoven and dig this music and sound. Call it Ode to Beethoven and dig this music and sound.
podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.